just getting started. It's Friday night. Amen. There's no party like a Holy Ghost party because the Holy Ghost party don't quit. <laughs> I want to welcome Crystal. Where's Crystal? I seen you. I just, where are you at? Crystal, 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 Crystal. Hi, Crystal. I'm so glad you're here and your whole family. Praise the Lord. Everyone else that is here tonight on this Friday, on this, say Good Friday. Look at your neighbor and say, something good is going to happen to you tonight. Look at your other neighbor and say, something good is going to happen to you too. <clears throat> I was just wondering what happened to my mic. I don't know. It needs resurrection power. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's good? Okay, never mind. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn them to the book of Isaiah 53. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. I have a feeling something good is going to happen to you tonight. Say, I'm ready. You know, tonight is the night that Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice is the night that he took our place we were supposed to be there on that cross you know he died a death of a criminal which he it was not a crime that he committed it was our crime it was our penalty that he paid for and he was the perfect lamb of God that was slain for the sin of the world and we should be forever grateful. Amen. And I want to talk to you tonight about three words. One of the last words that he shouted on that cross. That should mean everything to us. And those words were, it is finished. It is finished. I want you to say that with me. It is finished. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what was finished and the benefits that you get because he completed the work that God gave him for you and I. We get to live this life because he gave up his life. And we, and we owe it to him to live it at its best. Living out all the benefits of Calvary. Because there's a lot. But I'm going to share a few tonight. Amen. In Isaiah 53, I want to open up with this verses of scriptures. Isaiah 53, and I'm going to be in the King James translation. Hallelujah. Are you ready? And it says, who had believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He had no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of man a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief 
And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed or made whole. That's where the word salvation comes. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. Aren't you glad Jesus wasn't like us? We will be quick to say something, but he not opened his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people was he stricken. Listen very carefully. May the Holy Spirit interpret unto you. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Then the Bible says, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him or to crush him. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. I want to talk to you tonight about understanding the finished work of Calvary. Unless you understand something, you can't partake of it. It is only through knowing what belongs to you that will give you a right to those things. And I pray that tonight, before you even leave out of here this morning, there'll be a such revelation given to you by the Spirit of God of what Jesus Christ has done for you. And that once you are enlightened of this truth, you can rise up in victory. You can rise up in authority and claim the benefits that belong to you because of Calvary in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In John 19 verse 30, we read, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. I want you to say this. It is finished. It is finished. The greatest benefit 
that ever happened to humanity was the blessing of the cross. The greatest benefit, say benefit, that happened to humanity was the benefit of the cross. And it made me realize why the Apostle Paul said in Galatians 6.14, he said, as for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. I understood now why the Apostle Paul said that. Because many can boast in their own pride of things that they accomplished. But when you realize that without Christ's finished work, we're, we, <laughs> nada, nothing. The Apostle Paul has a, got a great revelation. Without Jesus, I was a nobody. But when I found him, he realized everything I thought was important, everything I counted as valuable, everything I was going after, I realized it was dung compared to the love that Christ Jesus had for me. He had a revelation. And that is why he said, as for me, you got As for me, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ because he lives we live because without what he did you know shedding his blood and becoming the ultimate sacrifice for us we were destined for death everybody was because the payment of sin was death we were all sinners until Christ came and paid the price that we were supposed to pay he took our sin to give us his righteousness and he didn't know any sin it was God's perfect plan to redeem humanity to buy us back when Adam and Eve sold us out, sin came upon all man. But when Jesus Christ came, the Bible says that through the shedding of the blood, we can receive remission of our sins. You know, back then, the, the sacrifice of animals covered people's sin. But the blood of Jesus not only doesn't cover it covers your sin it does away with your sin and I'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> but the apostle Paul understood as for me may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and then he said because of that cross because of that cross my inner rest in this world has been crucified. He said, Every, this, the things of the world mean nothing to me. And then he says, my interest in this world has been crucified and the world's interest in me has also died. He said, the world don't want nothing of me because it understands it can have me. I'm too sold out to what Christ has done. Not only was my interest for the world, for this world was crucified with Christ, but the world lost interest in me because it knows it can't have me. 
One translation says, because that cross became a barrier between me and the world. The cross has separated me from the things of the world which have the ability to destroy one, but not me because I understand the cross has separated me. Jesus. <laughs> so the greatest benefit that has ever happened to humanity was a blessing of the cross. The blessing of the bleeding of, the, of Jesus Christ. You know what that cross was? You know what the cross was? The shedding of the blood? The cross was the crossover for humanity. I want you to say that the cross was the crossover for humanity. The cross was the crossover for humanity where humanity crossed over from this. Check this out. From disaster to distinction. We were, we were doomed until Christ Jesus came to redeem us. So the cross was a crossover to take us from a nobody to a somebody. Anybody thankful here tonight? Yeah. <laughs> the cross was a crossover for humanity to take us from calamity to possibilities. When we had no hope at all, Christ became our hope of glory. Hallelujah. When we had no purpose, the cross gave us purpose to live. The cross was a place where we took up his strength as we surrendered our weaknesses. That's why the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. He took our weaknesses and he strengthened us by the power of his spirit, by the power of his blood. Do you know that if it wasn't for the cross, I wouldn't be standing up here. If it wasn't for the finished work of Christ, for him saying, it is finished, I wouldn't be standing here in front of you right now. My husband would, have been, would not be sitting right there in front of me right now. All of you. It, I, I'm sorry, if you think you're strong in your own ability, it's just a matter of time before you find out without God, you can't do nothing. Nothing. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Everyone gets to a point that they realize, I tried it on my own and I've discovered I keep failing. But then how many of you realize that when you came to Jesus, hey, you realize I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. 
Because it is not by power nor by might, but by the Spirit of God that was paid for at Calvary. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want you to say this without Jesus. I can do nothing. But because I have him, there's nothing I cannot do in Christ Jesus. Give him a shout of praise of victory. Thank you, Jesus, for Calvary. If it hadn't been for Calvary, we wouldn't be here tonight. Are you with me? We're not waiting for Sunday. Sunday already came. I'm talking to people right now that it it happened already. Hallelujah. Jesus died, rose on the third day. And yes, we're going to celebrate on Sunday with those that are going to find out. But we're celebrating here tonight the victory of the cross. Hallelujah. Somebody say this is going to be the best Friday. For me. (laughs) Jesus. I thank God for what Jesus did. Glory to God. I thank God for what he he did. That's why we're here tonight. Hallelujah. We shouldn't be here. We should be lost. We should be oppressed. We should be in bondage. And if you walk in here tonight and you feel that way, today is your night of freedom and liberty in the name of Jesus. Because he didn't die for some. He died for all. Once and for all. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. He died once and for all. Glory to God. I want to share with you, what did Jesus carry on the cross? What did he carry? As we read in Isaiah 53. What did he carry on the cross? What did I say? Huh? Oh, you're answering me. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to share some things that Jesus, you know why I want to share with you? So you can attach your faith. So you can attach your faith to these things. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Amen. And I'm going to share with you what is found in the verses of scriptures that we just read in Isaiah 53. I might have read it a little fast, but I'm going to break it down just a little bit for you. Amen. Hallelujah. You open your hearts and you receive. Tonight is your night of victory. Amen. Tonight is your night to receive that which you came for even tonight. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Number one. He carried on the cross our transgressions and our iniquities. He carried our transgressions and our iniquities. Because that is what would have taken us to hell. But Jesus Christ carried them to set us free. Hallelujah. Number two, he carried our afflictions and our infirmities. He carried our afflictions and infirmities, sicknesses, diseases, 
by his stripes, the Bible says we are healed. Thank you, Jesus, that at the work of Calvary, healing was paid for us. Not only the remission of our sins, but healing was paid for us. If you walked into this place with any form of sickness in your body, I pray that in the name of Jesus, before you leave out of here, you'll leave healed in Jesus' mighty name. As you open your heart and receive the work of Calvary by faith, may you receive your healing in the name of Jesus. May anything that is causing pain upon your body go before you walk out of this place tonight in the name of Jesus. Number three, he carried our oppression and captivity. He carried our oppression and captivity. Anything that is the reason for bondage, any curse, any generational curse, any witchcraft upon your life, anything done against you, anything set out to oppress you, to captivate you from the devil, Jesus Christ has carried it out for you to set you free in the name of Jesus. In Galatians 3, the Bible says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. For he became a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham will come upon the Gentiles. He carried our oppression and he carried our, our captivity. Any form of bondage, any form of stronghold is broken over your life through the work of Calvary in Jesus' mighty name. Anybody know what bondage is? Anybody knows what freedom is? Somebody say freedom is so much better. And the reason why we can enjoy it is because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus. Amen. He was the man, the Bible says as well, that he carried. This is a big one. Our rejection. How many people walk around rejected? Grow up rejected by people, by loved ones. Feeling inferior, in, with inferiority. He carried our rejection and inferiority. He was the man rejected so we can become people accepted. The Bible says that we are now accepted in the beloved. Now we have been accepted. I want you to say that. I have been accepted. No longer rejected. I know what it feels to be rejected. But thank you, Jesus, that when he came into my life, every form of rejection that held me back has gone from me. In Jesus' name. Now I know he loves me. He's accepted me. Not for anything good that I did. 
Not for anything good that I did. The Bible says while we were yet still sinners, Christ carried our rejection and inferiority. What is inferiority? Because I can barely pronounce that word. Inferiority is the quality or state of being lesser or of a lower rank. Ever, ever felt low? And then you realize the devil had you in a state of mind thinking that you were no good, you were no body, you were never going to amount to nothing. But then Jesus came into your life and you realize, yeah, I, 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 I realized I, I, was, I was a nobody, but Jesus made me a somebody. <laughs> you didn't deny you were a nobody, but then you realize when I gave my life to Jesus, I became a somebody in him. In him. He took our rejection. If you're here tonight, if you have any form of rejection, glory to God, today is your day to be accepted in the beloved in the name of Jesus. If you're here tonight with any form of insecurity, of, of, of fears or anything like that, today is your day of freedom and liberty in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He took our rejection. He carried our rejection. He was rejected, despised, the Bible says, so that we can be accepted. Mm, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I love everyone here. The love is just flowing because I realized, I realized we were once lied to. And I like to expose the tactics of the enemy because he's not only a liar, he's a father of lies. And he loves to keep people separated. He loves to keep people separated because once they know the truth and continue in the truth that Jesus loves them, that Jesus has a wonderful plan for their lives. That they have been bought with the precious blood of Jesus. Even the drug addict on the street. Jesus that I has already paid a price for. It's nothing that we have to do. It's everything that he did. We just got to accept it. We just got to accept it. He took our rejection. Our inferiority. Inferiority, the quality or state of being lesser or lower rank, lower position, lower quality, the quality or state of feeling less important, less valuable, less worthy. But now, as he is, so are we. Hallelujah. Now, when you are in him, God doesn't see a messed up person. He sees the blood that was paid for you. He sees the possibility of you becoming what he sent Jesus to die for, to make you a son and a daughter in the name of Jesus. Any man, any woman that is purchased by the blood of Jesus is inferior to nobody under heaven. You don't have to feel inferior to no one. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Greater is he that is in you than he that is of this world. The apostle Paul knew, I've been crucified with Christ. It's not, I, but also I've been res resurrected with him. 
to new life. Say new life. And the Bible says that if any man, any woman is in Christ Jesus, all things pass away. All things pass away. It says you become a new creature. New creation. As one as never existed. That old person is crucified with Christ, dies, and now a new person resurrects with the life of Jesus on the inside of them. All things pass away. Behold, all things, somebody say all things, become new. Hallelujah. What else did he carry? He carried our frustration. Ah, gracias Cristo. Gloria a Dios. The Spanish came out because you know what? He carried our frustration and depression. which is a tactic of the devil in these days. Not only in adults, but it's getting at a younger age more and more. And the devil is a liar. Depression cannot stand in this house. In the name of Jesus, because we understand what he has done. He carried our frustrations and depression. Nobody that has received the work of Calvary by the blood of Jesus has the right, has the right to remain depressed in Jesus' name. He was the man of sorrows so we can be people of joy. Mm. He was the man of sorrow so we can be people of joy. Glory to God. Somebody say joy. joy. You know, I know what it is to be frustrated. Can I get a witness? I know what it is to be depressed, oppressed, in bondage, in the mind, in the body. But I also know and have discovered freedom and liberty in Christ Jesus. See, I used to know happiness. And happiness is good until whatever is making you happy is taken away from you. Then you're done. But I thank God that through Calvary, by the blood of Jesus, by the Spirit of God, we're able to receive the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. And I've discovered that I can have this joy that I can walk in this joy and that no matter what happens, it doesn't change what God has done for me and what he has said about me. So whether things are good or things are not good, it doesn't change who I am. It doesn't change what God has done for me. It doesn't change the promises that he's spoken over me. And I can remain in a state of joy. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh, hallelujah. Anybody know this joy? Anybody know this joy? Oh, glory to God. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord result, results in strength. No more frustration. No more depression. No more oppression. 
The joy of the Lord is your strength. And I pray you receive his joy tonight in the name of Jesus. It says that he carried, number six, our griefs and our pains. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He carried our griefs and pains. He carried our griefs and pains. This attack of cycle of continual grief and pain, Jesus bore it for us. We don't have to live in that cycle anymore of pain, of, of grief that weighs on us. Whatever is the cause of grief and pain around your life, around your vicinity, it doesn't have to be anymore because of the finished work of the cross. He carried it for us. I want you to say this, no more grief, no more pain in Jesus' mighty name. How many of you are thankful for that? Hallelujah. No more cloudiness in the name of Jesus. Number seven, he carried our deprivation and scarcity. He carried our deprivation and scarcity. Our emptiness handed. He carried our emptiness handed. That means no more empty hands in the name of Jesus. Deprivation is loss, is loss. No more losses in the name of Jesus. He carried our scarcity. I think I'm saying that right. Which is insufficiency. Our shortness of supply. Infrequency. He carried it for us. A life of drought, famine, a life of lack and shortage. He carried it for us. He carried all that for us and took that life from us. A life of lack, a life of, of insufficiency, a life of emptiness, a, la a life of not enough. <laughs> he carried it for us of drought, of famine. How many of you know that life? It's ugly. But we don't live that life anymore because Jesus paid a high price to live the good life, to give us his life. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. He carried our deprivation, our loss, our empty-handedness, no more empty-handedness. Hallelujah. Every form of insufficiency, every, every form and in any area of shortness of supply, a famine of lack of shortage. He took that kind of life from us to give us his abundant life. Jesus said, the enemy comes but to kill to steal and destroy. And I don't know about you, but you got to get, you got to say enough of that life for me. Enough of that life for me. He stole too much. He destroyed and he killed too much. Enough of that life. 
because we don't have to settle for that life. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life in abundance to the full, to it overflows with my kind of life, the Zoe life. The Zoe life, the Jesus life. That life is not an empty-handedness life. That life is not a broke life. That life is not a life of famine, of shortage. That life is that even in the midst of famine, we will bear fruit in the name of Jesus. This life of Jesus that causes us to be trees that are planted by the river banks. That no matter the heat, the, 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 the sun, no matter the heat or the seasons, in whatever seasons we will be fruitful. In whatever seasons we're going to bear fruit in the name of Jesus. No lack for the body of Christ. No shortage. In the... In the midst of luck, and let the famine come, let the lackness come, because in the face of it, the body of Christ is gonna rise up with sufficiency to meet the to meet the needs of others. People will know that we are called by the name of the Lord, and they will be in awe. Abundant life. I want you to say that abundant life. Say, thank you, Jesus, for your abundant life. <laughs> Some of you tasted it to a certain extent, but I'm here to tell you, Jesus is coming back for a glorious church. That means, that, that means though, there's chaos all around us. For the body, that's not your portion. Your portion is abundant life right in the midst of chaos for the glory of God. Aren't you glad you're on the winning side? And it is all because of Calvary. It's all because of Calvary. So the Apostle Paul said, may I never boast on it. There's nothing. I... It's all because of what he done. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Revelations 5, 12 says, saying this with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain. Worthy was the lamb that was slain. To receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Somebody say blessing. One of the reasons he was slain for us was to receive riches and blessings. Anybody got a problem with that? I got a problem with emptiness and being broke. <laughs> But that ain't our portion anymore. Because Jesus Christ paid a price for riches and blessings. For the body of Christ. Say riches and blessings. Scarcity is emptiness and shortage. But that is broken over your life in the name of Jesus. Because of Calvary. If you receive that, say a loud amen. Hallelujah. I think we're going to praise in a minute. We're going to take communion. Amen. In 2 Corinthians 8, 9, the Bible says, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, for your sake, he became poor. That you through his poverty might be rich. 
That means spirit, soul, and body. Every area. Materially. In every area of life. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sake. Say for my sake. He became poor. That through his poverty. I might be rich. Say thank you Jesus. I heard this said. Listen to this. And this is very important. And I pray this drives any form of fear out of your life. He carried out. I, I heard this said. He carried, he carried our premature death. Somebody say thank you Jesus. He carried our premature death. It was said like this. He died young for men to live long. Can somebody appreciate that tonight? When and fear is being injected, when, when we're living in such a wicked worldly agenda, where the love of money, the love of money, money is a tool for us. And, 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 the, and, and money is not the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. And what you're seeing in this world is the love of money being the root of all evil because it, it, is, it is people at the cost of people's lives are increasing at the cost of humanity. But I don't care what they plot against humanity because I have a covenant with God. A price that was paid on Calvary and a benefit that I could withdraw that protects me from anything that tries to take my life out before my time is up. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus died young so that man can live long. Hebrews 2.9 says, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man that he should taste death for every man what does it mean to taste death he tasted death so that we would would not only not taste death but that we would not even taste it prematurely what am I saying? I'm saying that because of Calvary, it is promised unto you by the word of the Lord that the numbers of your days will be fulfilled here on this earth in the name of Jesus. It means that whatever, anything that is, wants to take you out before your time, anything that wants to take your loved ones out before their time, that agenda is broken in the name of Jesus because of Calvary. That means that because Jesus tasted death for us, that means we are not only not permitted to taste death, but we are not permitted to check out before our time here on this earth. And that means that whatever is trying to take us out cannot against the blood of Jesus upon our lives. You best receive that tonight. 
in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. This is the heritage of the people of God. The Bible says you shall live and not die to declare the goodness of the Lord. And you are not permitted to go before your time. In the name of Jesus. I'm telling you the benefits so that you can attach your faith to what Jesus Christ paid a price to give you. I was thinking about this and I thought, how many of you can testify and look back at a moment where your life should have been taken out? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Many, many, many. And, you, and then you realize, God, though I was out there, you, now you realize God's hand and his mercy was with me the whole time. He's the reason why I'm still here. Not because I was anybody special. It was the mercy and the hand of God that has kept me up till now. I should have been dead. I should not be here. My husband should not be here. Most of you should not be here. But thank God. Yeah, the, the enemy tried his best. Some of you hasn't hit you, but it will hit you. That the only reason you're here is because God loves you. And he has a, yes. That's the only reason. Now check this out. If he couldn't take you when you were out, out when you were out there. <laughs> If he couldn't take you out, he surely can do it now. It's too late. It's too late. Come on, if the blood of goats, if the blood of animals protected the people of God from the angel of death, how much more the blood of Jesus Christ? will protect you. Glory. That became, I, I was thinking about that and I was like, ah, oh, we don't, we, there, what shall we fear? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me go on so we can partake of communion. There's a lot of reasons why Jesus went to Calvary. And at the end of the day, Jesus said in John 19.30, he shouted three words of victory. It is finished. I want you to say, it is finished. It is finished. I was reading here, and, the and I'm going to give you a definition of it is finished. It is finished is one word in the Greek. Tetelestai. I don't think I said it right, but there you go. <laughs> it 
I said it right, huh, babe? Thank you. Thank you. Tetelesta. It declares that the work was done. I'm going to break it down in just a minute. And the results, were, the work was not only done, but check this out. The results still continue. The results still continue. Not only was Jesus' redemptive work and mission finished, but all who believe can continue, say continue, continue. to draw on the work accomplished at Calvary. And I just mentioned to you these works that were accomplished at Calvary through Isaiah 53. And neither Jesus nor God the Father needed to add anything to the work forever fulfilled and finished on the cross. Neither can we add to it in any way. There's nothing that you can do to add anything to what Jesus Christ has already done. Are you with me? There's nothing that we can add to what Jesus, it was paid in full. It was finished. Hallelujah. Sometimes we think we can add things. There's nothing that we can add to the work already completed. All we can do is receive it and accept it. Neither can we add to it in any way. It is finished. It is finished. It's Christ's own answer to those who would say that our redemption needed some further work for victory over sin, Satan, or hell. It is finished. The work is completed. Let me tell you three things that stand out from that definition. Number one, and then we'll take communion. It is finished, meaning it's ended. It's brought to a close. It's come to an end. It is finished. What was finished? Jesus finished the devil. <laughs> he ended in your life his rule and his agenda. He had, you know how God has a plan for your life? The devil also had a plan for your life. But because of Calvary, his plan came to nothing for your life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It is finished. Not only Satan, not only his agenda for your life, he finished with the demonical powers. The Bible says in 1 John 3, 8, for this reason was the Son of God manifested to destroy the works of the devil and over every evil power over your life. Yeah, there is a spiritual, evil, wicked, demonical world out there. There is. But Christ Jesus destroyed the works of the devil over your life. And that should make you want to shout. We were once in subjection to the devil. We were once in subjection to his plan. And we were headed down that way. But thank you, Jesus, that when the gospel was preached unto us, we received it and accepted it. And we were redeemed and bought, took from, were taken from darkness into light. Hallelujah. 
Glory be to God. It is finished by the power of Calvary in the name of Jesus. It is a type when Moses told the Israelites, the Egyptians you see today, you shall see them no more. He says, don't be alarmed. Don't be afraid. Stand firm. Your deliverance is coming. Well, our deliverer already came. Hallelujah. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be cowards shrinking back in fear because of the harassments of the devil. His power has been broken over our lives, over our children's lives, over our household in the name of Jesus. Christ Jesus destroyed the works of the devil over our lives. If you are forever grateful, I want you to shout a loud amen. amen. It is finished. Ended. Brought to a close came to an end devil you're nothing but a liar i used to be blind but now i can see and what i see is you've been defeated the bible says in the book of isaiah that at the end of the at the end of time people will look down and look at satan and say and say is this the one that used to shake nations this thing right here well, you don't got to wait to the end to realize that Jesus Christ has stripped Satan from his power over your life. We already know he ain't got nothing against the people of God. There is no wrestling with the devil. He's defeated and he's under our feet in the name of Jesus. Because Christ Jesus stripped him of his power. Hallelujah. You know witchcraft done against my life. You can do brujeria. You can do whatever you want. You know, one day we came up here and I showed up and there was like candles and stuff at the door. I said, get that junk out of here. Jesus Christ destroyed the works of the devil. Greater is he that is in you than he that is of this world. If you're a, 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 a son of God, a daughter of God, and there's people, the, the, whatever the enemy plots against your life, fear not. Put your faith in the finished work of the cross. Get that trash out of here. I, I was like, okay. We have service tonight. Throw it away. We got to praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What, what, guess what they did? They put candles. They did it. That's what we did. We laughed. Hallelujah. It's real. It's real. Hallelujah. It is finished. It is finished. Satan's powers and works has been destroyed over your life. Every power of darkness is finished over your life in the name of Jesus. Colossians 2.15 in the Amplified Classic says, God disarmed, disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against you. 
and made a bold display and public example of them in triumphing over them in Christ Jesus and in the cross. God disarmed every weapon he was holding, aiming at you. Jesus said, uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And those keys, hand them over. Thank you very much. Listen to what it says. He disarmed principalities and powers that will range against you. He had them pointed at you. Now the devil can only make you think that he's stronger than you. The only, only the devil can make you think or make you buy the lie that what he's pointing at you. How can he point anything if he's been disarmed? On the other hand, you've been armed with Holy Ghost and power by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. It is finished, brought to an end, to a close end. Number two, it is finished means that the work has been completed, that the work has been executed. That the work has been concluded and that the work has been implemented. Should I repeat that? Completed, executed, concluded, and implemented. What has been completed, implemented, executed, and concluded? The redemption of mankind. The redemption of mankind. Let me read this to you in 1 Peter 1.18. 1 Peter 1.18. My goodness, time flies. It says, are you getting something tonight? 1 Peter 1.18 and 19. In the New King James Version I have here. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct, conduct received by tradition from your fathers. But you've been redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. You were redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. The work of his redemption for your life. The purchasing for your life. To take you from, light, from darkness into light. Has been completed. Has been concluded. Has been executed. And has been implemented unto you. This means that there is nothing left in your destiny that has not been covered in this redemption. In salvation, you have wholeness. In your redemption, you have wholeness. You have the ability to receive the benefits of Calvary. God's purpose for your life has already been handled. The Bible says that he has predestined you 
to live the good life. Not to live a life of struggle. Not to live a life of hardships. Not to live a life that is under and defeated. But he's completed for you a life through Christ Jesus to be the head and not the tail. To be above and not beneath. To be the lenders and not the borrowers. Hallelujah. To be blessed when you go, come in and blessed when you go out. Alive where people will know that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be in all. Hallelujah. God's purpose for your life. He's already, he's predestined you to live the good life. Because of Calvary, because of the blood of Jesus, we can take upon that life that he has prepared for you and I. That life that the enemy never wanted us to see. That purpose that he never wanted us to have. He wanted us to live a life without purpose, thinking that there was nothing good for us. And how many of you one day, one, at one point found yourself living like that? I know I did. I thought, is, I was going to church. And I was still so incomplete, thinking, is there more to life than what I'm living right now? Surely there has to be more. To the point that there was not even any sense of purpose. It was a lie of the devil. Until light broke forth. And I realized God not only loves me. He has had a wonderful plan predestined for my life. And I can receive that plan when I receive the finished work of the cross. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He's predestined you to live the good life. And because of the price paid in Calvary, you can live that life. And I pray that if you're not living that life here tonight, before you leave, you receive that life in Christ Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. You see, God is not about to do something for you now. He did it over 2,000 years ago in Calvary. People are waiting for God to do something. Jesus said, it is finished. He he became the way where there was no way. He became the light in the darkness. He became the miracle that we needed in our lives. Hallelujah. There's nothing we need to wait for God to do. He's already done it. Receive it tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Many people are sitting for God. Well, they're waiting on the Lord. Well, you're going to wait a long time. It's time for you to rise up and apply the benefits of Calvary and start living your best life. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. You see, we, what we are looking forward to, God is looking backwards because he already paid it for us. It's already been paid for. It's already completed. It's already been concluded. It's come to an end. It's been executed already. It's been implemented. All you got to do to receive it is apply your faith in the finished work of the cross, in the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Anyone can receive it by faith that Jesus Christ came. For God so loved the world that he gave his only beloved son. That whoever, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what sins you've committed, 
whosoever believe it in him shall not perish but have everlasting life oh that's the beautiful thing about it it's for everyone anyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved glory to God thank you Jesus people have let me not let me continue hallelujah when he said it is finished there's nothing to be continued but only receive what's been completed already. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctify you. And I ordain you a prophet unto the nations. We were ordained to live the good life before we were even born. And because of the finished work of the cross, we can live the life that Jesus Christ predestined for you and I. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says that the steps of the righteous have been ordered by the Lord. And don't you know that those are going to be good steps. Hallelujah. That are going to take you to good places. He makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For my God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, 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 only goodness and mercy is permitted to follow me all the days of my life. Look behind you. Goodness and mercy is right there. You used to say, man, nothing but bad chases me. Well, that's been cut out of your life in the name of Jesus. Now only goodness and mercy is permitted to follow you all the days of your life in the name of Jesus. Why? Because the work has been completed. The work has been completed. We were ordained before we were even born. Hallelujah. Well, why did I live a messed up life? Well, we were out of Christ. There's a devil out there. But there's also a God who gave you his best. Once you receive him, you have put yourself in a line with God's original plan for your life. And who's glad they discovered that plan for their lives? That's why we're crazy around here, like crazy for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And I, the only thing that's changed is that we went from darkness into light. Well, that's a big change. But you know what I'm saying? We're, we're, we, we're not about to be more excited of, of when we were out there and the devil was stealing from us and had us whipped and had us defeated. More now than Christ Jesus has came into our life and gave us eyes to see and ears to hear. Glory to God. And having discovered that, that we don't have to live life just to exist. We don't have to live a life of failure. We don't have to be, live a life of defeat and subjection to the curse of the law. Now the Bible says whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So if you are free here tonight, I want you to give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. You see, your, the matters of your life have already been completed in Christ Jesus. 
His plan is already in, in him. Your plan, his plan for your life, it's in him already. He, he's, he's taking care of it for you. All things work together for the good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Whether it has to do with marriage, whether it has to do with family, whether it has to do with health, whether it has to do with deliverance matters, it's already been completed and paid for on Calvary. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. I love the kids. Hallelujah. You see, once you know what belongs to you, there's a, like a rebellion that comes upon your life that causes you to rise up against every lie of the devil. Because you used to not recognize lies. You used to fall for the tricks of the enemy, but not no more. Once you know what belongs to you, once you know what Jesus did for you, once you know what he paid for on Calvary, once you know what he's done for you, then there's, there is an awareness, there is a boldness, there is a, 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 a rebellion, a good one that comes upon your life that when the enemy tries to come and defeat you and lie to you, you rise up. The, like the, the Bible says, when the enemy comes like a flood, the spirit of God will raise up a standard against him and he raises it up through the revelation that you get that greater is he that is in you than he that is of this world that whatever he sends your way to try to destroy you your family your marriage your finances he cannot because you are under the blood because you've been crucified with Christ and you've been raised to resurrection life the bible says if the same power that rose Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you There's a violent faith that believes <laughs> I'm going under. I wasn't redeemed for struggles. I wasn't redeemed for failure. I wasn't redeemed for sickness. I wasn't redeemed for infirmities. I wasn't redeemed for lack. I was redeemed to live more than a conqueror. In Christ Jesus, I was redeemed to rule and reign in this life. In Christ Jesus, as an overcomer. If that's your portion, I want you to give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. The Bible says that the kingdom of God suffered violent. But violent people, people that know who they are in Christ, people that know what Jesus Christ has done, take what belongs to them by force. There'll be a point the enemy don't even want to mess with you anymore. Hallelujah. You see, the things of God are not on the surface. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says that the secret things of the Lord belong... The secret things belong unto the Lord, our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us. Say, they, the secrets of God belong to me. And they come through a revelation of the Spirit of God. People can tell you. People can teach you. But ultimately, it's going to be the Spirit of the living God that is going to reveal it to you. 
And when it's made real into you, like Jesus told the disciples, man had not revealed this to you. People have not revealed this to you. My father, which is in heaven, has made this a living reality in you. That I am the son of the living God. Hallelujah. Say it is finished. You don't have to keep asking for what already belongs to you. Through the benefits of Calvary, it has been paid for. It is finished. Last one. Worship team, come up here. It's Good Friday. So it's good to stay up late. Do you need something? Hallelujah. Somebody needs to go to the store. Praise the name of the Lord. Say, it is finished. Ended. Complete it. Conclude it. Implement it. The last one. It is finished. Means discharged. It made me think about Eric and Jeremiah. I know, caught you by surprise. (laughs) But if you weren't here Sunday night, it was a great testimony. You know, because the, the, the best way to put it is Christ Jesus paid a debt he didn't owe because I had a debt I couldn't pay. Anybody ever had a, 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 a big debt? And then all of a sudden, I'm not talking about you save up money. To pay for it. I'm talking about you had a big debt. Let's say, let's say, let's be reasonable. Let's say $35,000. And then you go see about it. And you're like, dang, man. And then all of a sudden, you get there. And they said, that debt has been canceled. That's such a good feeling. How much more? 50,000, 70,000, 100,000. A debt you could not pay. But all of a sudden, it's been canceled. Somebody paid up. Somebody paid up. It is finished, Jesus said. Discharge. Discharge as an adept. It is finished. Discharge as an adept. Or paid up. Say paid up. What has been paid up? What has been paid up? What has been paid up over our lives is any debt that the devil claimed you owed him. And we did when we were sinners. But thank God that the debt we couldn't pay, Jesus paid a debt that he didn't owe. He paid it because we couldn't pay it. If you're grateful for Jesus, say hallelujah. There's a song that says he paid a debt he didn't owe because I had a debt I couldn't pay. We were in debt to the enemy because Adam and Eve sold us out. We were in debt. And the Bible specifically says the wages of sin is death. 
That was what we were, that was supposed to be what we were supposed to, uh, our penalty. The penalty for my sin was supposed to be death. But Jesus paid up. Jesus paid up in Calvary. This is what Good Friday is all about. This is what Good Friday is all about. Our debts have been cleared. Not only our debts have been cleared, our obligations have been canceled. We owe the devil nothing. We owe hell nothing. We owe the kingdom of darkness nothing. We are free. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. Free for us, not for Jesus. The Bible says that he was whipped. The Bible says that his body was not even recognizable. As Pastor Jesse said in the offering message, they pulled his beard. They whipped him. They whipped him. We couldn't even attempt to put a play. I wouldn't even dare to attempt to put a play of a Jesus being whipped because there's no way in the natural we can comprehend what he went through. Uh, but there is a description that the weapons they used to, to put lashes on him, it was like a, a, a weapon with like uh, ropes with at the end they had metal sharp prongs that every time they would whip him, the, it says that they would, it would yank his skin out of him to the point where it left him unrecognizable, it, that he didn't even have a form of a man. They mocked him, they spat at him. They put him a crown of thorns. They took his royal robe and they put uh, 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 just ugly garments on him. They mocked him. They whipped him. They slapped him. And he took it all for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. You know why? Because he's seen you and I. He's worth, he is worthy of it all. Hallelujah. That's why we sing, he is worthy. That's why we don't barely serve him. <laughs> That's why when you understand this, you get to a point that I, he owes me nothing. I owe him everything. I owe him my highest praise. I, I owe him my best. Because he's good. Because on this good Friday, he completed the work on the cross. He paid a payment that we owe, that we couldn't pay. And he paid a debt that he didn't owe. And he did it for you and I. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We owe Satan nothing. He has no claim on us. I love it when Jesus said, the moment has come that Satan comes after me, but he has nothing on me. He has nothing on me. You see, if you realize what Jesus has done for you, if you realize that he took your sin and he gave you his righteousness, and now we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, we are not sinners. We used to be sinners, but now we've taken his righteousness and we become righteous in Christ Jesus. He gave us his good and he took our sin. We can too say, when Satan comes, he has no claim on me. I, I don't even belong to myself. 
Jesus Christ is my Lord and is my Savior. He owns me. The Bible says that we were purchased. We were purchased, bought by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I don't belong to myself. You don't belong to yourself. You belong to him. And guess what? You are in good hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus said, Satan comes after me and he has nothing on me. We can say the same thing when we receive Christ and the finished work of Calvary. Any record the devil has against you is useless. It's false accusation. It's not real because Jesus Christ has paid a price to set you free from sin, from the guilt of it, from the payment of it, which was death. Colossians 2, 13 through 15 says, And if you being dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, had he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having forget it, forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out, blotting out, erasing, erasing. It's like a Holy Ghost eraser. And what was written against you, the blood of Jesus, is that Holy Ghost eraser that has says, no, it ain't happening. No, it ain't happening. He blotted out the handwriting. What was written against you of ordinance that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way. He not only erased it, he got that ordinance, he got those handwriting. It's there no more. It's canceled. He nailed it to the cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them for you. He blotted out no record, no past against you. That means your past cannot stand against your future. That means that whatever happened in your past doesn't dictate how your future is going to turn out. Hallelujah. And if you've been coming to this church long enough, it doesn't matter what has happened in the past, what has been told of you, that you will ne it will never happen to you. When you gave your life to Jesus, you not only heard this amazing truth, you've realized that you've experienced just what Jesus said. He took the ordinance and the handwritings that were written against you. He blotted them out. He nailed them to the cross so that you can partake of the abundant life that he has made available for you. There is no past. When your past was haunting you, when your past was stopping you, when your past was hindering you, when your past was limiting you, when you gave it to Jesus, it's been wiped out. And when they said you couldn't do this because of your past, you couldn't enjoy this because of your past, you become to realize what passed. I wrong no man. Only because of Jesus. He paid the debt. 
and deleted the record. Have you ever done that by accident? It's like that feeling like you can't retrieve it. He didn't do it by accident. He did it on purpose. And thank God that it cannot be retrieved in the name of Jesus. I don't need my past to be retrieved. Praise the name of the Lord. It has been washed by the blood of Jesus. How many of you are thankful? How many of you are thankful that you are a new creature in Christ Jesus? No more guilt, no more need for condemnation. One of the weapons that the enemy uses, even against people in the church, condemnation. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation in those that are in Christ Jesus that walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. Jesus said, it is finished. The blood of Jesus has sealed this covenant between God and men. He has set you free. He has cleared the penalty that was due unto you. He paid a a debt that he didn't owe because we had a debt that we couldn't pay. And he did it not by the blood of animals, not by the blood of goats, not by, by, by a sacrifice that just covered our sin, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary for our redemption. And we are free in Jesus Christ. All you have to do, I want you to stand up tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All we have to do tonight is thank Him. If you're already in Christ Jesus, don't ever forget where you stand. Don't ever forget what He's done for you. Don't ever forget that because Good Friday happened, you can have a good rest of your life. That's extra, Pastor Sandy. My Jesus is that kind of person. He's extra. My God is that kind of God. He's he's exceedingly abundantly above. We can ask or think. Because Good Friday happened. We can have a good rest of our lives here on earth. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. If you are in Him tonight. I'm happy for you. Congratulations for making the best decision that you've ever made in your life. And that was the day that you surrendered your life to Jesus. And the days that became a living reality unto you, what Jesus Christ had done for you. Don't ever forget. Don't ever stop being thankful. That's our responsibility so that when the enemy tries to come, as he does to kill, steal, and destroy. He can't and he will not because of the revelation that we have of what Jesus Christ has done for us. That's why the Bible says, David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Those are the benefits of Calvary. Those are the benefits of the cross. The moment you become forgetful, that's the moment that you'll begin to suffer when you don't have to suffer. But he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Don't let guilt come. You've been forgiven. You've been washed in the blood. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Who healeth all thy diseases. Don't let sickness try to come 
and overtake you. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. You have a right to be healed in your body because of the blood of Jesus. He took away your pains, your sorrows, your sickness, and your diseases. And by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all the iniquities, who healeth all the diseases, who redeems your life from destruction. You're not permitted to die before your time. You're not permitted to die until your days have been fulfilled here on this earth. The plan that God predestined for you will be fulfilled. Nothing will be left undone at the table that God has, the things that he has prepared for you to have here on this earth. I pray that not one of us will get to heaven and have and look at all these things that we could have had here on this earth. But we didn't because we checked out too early, prematurely. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeems our life from destruction. No matter what tries to come and take us out, it cannot against the blood of Jesus. Aren't you thankful for the benefits of Calvary? Say benefits. Say they belong to me and I will never forget them until Jesus returns. Who forgiveth all the iniquities, who healeth all the diseases, who redeems our life from destruction, who crowns us with love and kindness and tender mercies, who satisfy our mouth with good things. The benefits of Calvary, the, the Jesus, His Word, our worship. His presence, His Spirit upon our lives. He satisfied our mouth with good things so that our lives, so that our lives, the Bible says so that our lives will be strong, soaring, and overcoming. I want you to say that strong, soaring, and overcoming. In the name of Jesus. Now just open your mouth and begin to thank Him. Open your mouth and begin to thank Him. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Come on, just take it this moment as we worship this song and just thank Him. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, just bless His holy name. Bless His holy name. Bless His holy name. If you're thankful for Calvary, just bless His holy name. Come on, just open your mouth.
wonderful. He's so wonderful. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.